0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1225, air date June 1st,
1: 2023.
0: All right. Good evening, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. This is our town hall. This is our seventh town hall. We've been doing rotating six town halls um, on a topic uh, that really defines our platform. Just to be clear, we did the first town hall six weeks ago, seven weeks ago on healthcare uh, and our position is we have to strengthen our immune system. Then we did one on the environment Uh, position being we need to eat local and healthy foods and we taught people how to eat on a budget and identify local foods. That's really the environmental solution. Everything we do on our campaign is about offering solutions, not talking, talking, talking and never delivering anything. Our campaign all the way right now and all the way to election day is going to be delivering solutions. If you elect me as president, I'll just be able to use a bully pulpit of the presidency to do more of it. But we're not going to wait to be elected president. This campaign is about offering solutions here and now. So in healthcare, we taught people seven weeks ago how to strengthen the immune system. Today, we're going to do it again. But we're going to do it in the context of a deeper political position of why we must repeal the 1962 Kennedy Vaccination Act. But anyway, then the next week, again, six weeks ago, we did on the environment, which is, again, we taught people how to eat locally, how to do it on a budget. So it's not just a bougie thing to eat locally. Um, on education, our position is we have to teach people how to separate truth from lies. We live in a world of such bullshit right now, meaning that you have grifters, you have people saying whatever they wanna say, you have delayed truth, um, but we need to teach people how to think. And part of that, we educated people on a systems approach. Again, uh, you can't get this from any other presidential candidate, for that matter, most universities. On innovation, we taught people and young people how to be innovators. We taught the seven secrets of innovation. That was about four weeks ago. And then three weeks ago, We taught how you become a leader, the principles of leadership. Um, Last week, we did one on the economy. We taught people very fundamental skills of what's a profit and loss statement, what is a uh, a cash flow statement, and what is a balance sheet. 99% of people running for office don't even know what these are. But we want to empower people to take control. So all of our platforms, our positions are actually real solutions. So today, what we want to talk about is healthcare again, we're going to review for those of you, um, and we'll do it every six weeks. So if you missed it, you can come here and learn it again. We're going to teach everyone what is the immune system. And by the way, the talk I did, uh, I'm going to share with you, I did back in 2020, back in 2019, long before all the grifter MDs got involved. And now we're doing speaking engagements, but they all stay silent in 2020 when their voice matter because they're opportunists. The MD community, the grifters are running around trying to reorganize themselves but they will never say what needs to be said at the right time. Had those MDs spoken up when I did, we would have saved a lot of lives. We wouldn't have had lockdowns. We wouldn't have had Vax mandates. We wouldn't have had, um, a ma- uh, and mask mandates. But they did. Two years later, they talk a big game. But the reality is we as a movement um, in 2019 and 2020 taught people about the immune system. So I'm going to teach you that. But in addition to that, you're going to also learn some important life skills on what you can do to support your immune system. This is very practical that you can use it. I still get emails, hundreds of emails every day from people all over the world saying, hey, you saved my life. You gave me the vitamin D3 protocol. And by the way, we weren't selling vitamin D3. A lot of grifters now are selling vitamin D3. We should have sold it. We would have probably made a ton of money. We probably generated billions of dollars of D3 sales. But we did it because I come from working class people from bottoms up, and it was really to address the suffering of people. So today, we're going to reteach the immune system what you can do, but I'm going to begin um, the talk as I go through this to get to the punchline, which is the 1962 Kennedy, John Kennedy's one who passed this in 1962, Vaccination Act must be repealed. Now, you will find none of the people who say they're for medical freedom, the Johnny Come Lately's who said, oh, yeah, we're against vaccine mandates, who are now are running around making money on the lecture circuit, none of them will take this position. They're always opportunists. Booby F Kennedy, as I call him, RFK Jr., as his brand is, as his bullshit brand is, um, is still for keeping the 1962 vaccination. He's still for, in fact, expanding the government bureaucracy. He's not about solving the problem. He speaks from both sides of his mouth. On Ukraine, he says, oh, we need humanitarian uh, warmongering. So he basically said, oh, we should we're in Ukraine for the right reasons. And on the other hand, he said, oh, we shouldn't be there for, for regime saying the guy's completely uh, what, what I call a liberal imperialist, the other face of the establishment. But today we're going to talk about the immune system, the Vaccination Act. And fundamentally, uh, yes, uh, I don't know why this guy, um, Narasimha Murthy, keeps asking this. Yes, we filed our FEC papers. Um, we don't want, uh, to <laughs> talk to people or just into wacky stuff. We want people to be rational. So Murthy, you should start being rational. Okay. Because you're a little bit irrational. You come in and you, you disrupt. But the bottom line is I filed my papers. We're a bona fide candidate. In fact, the FEC has actually ruled in 2011, any naturalized citizen can run for office. You just can't get matching from. So please catch up with the program and stop wasting your time and my time. So. Let's talk about the 1962 uh, Vaccination Act, Okay, Where did this come from? Where did the 1962 Vaccination Act come from? That's at the heart of the issue. And none of the grifters want to address that issue. And I was the first one to address this in 2019 and 2020, 2021. But the bottom line is the 1962 Vaccination Act, as you're going to see very shortly today, was created in 1962, by the way, the next year, the measles vaccine came, okay? And by then 99% of measles was actually gone, okay? But the 1962 Vaccination Act was motivated to really create uh, the big pharma industry of vaccines and, big and, and it was based on a very uh, false understanding of the immune system. Now, you're speaking to someone who's considered one of the leading, uh, you know, um, world-renowned scientists who knows the immune system. My MIT PhD thesis, the core of it was on the immune system. I've been asked by the National Science Foundation in 2019 to get, deliver their prestige lecture. None of the other candidates can have those credentials. I have to talk about my credentials because it took me 50 years to realize that you can't be a humble Indian because people trample over you and they steal... Uh, your, your actual work. So I have to, I've learned to be a little more uh, direct in sharing with you my credentials. So I have four degrees from MIT. My PhD is in the field of the immune system uh, in systems biology. And I get invited to talk about the immune system, other things, but more importantly, I do research every day on systems biology, the immune system, a whole bunch of different fields. So you're hearing it from a world renowned expert who is saying definitively that we need to repeal the 1962 Vaccination Act. In fact, because of my credentials, I was the first one boldly in March of 2020 who said we must get rid of Anthony Fauci. On March 23rd of 2020, I wrote to Trump and I said, fire this guy, don't do lockdowns. And I gave an immune protocol. Robert FN, Booby FN Kennedy, at the same time in March of 2020, was supporting strict lockdowns. So listen to what I'm saying. This guy's a fool. His mama and papa got him to Harvard, okay? He has no credentials. He speaks from both sides of his mouth. And you have all these grifters, deep state grifters who support him because uh, for whatever reason, either they're stupid or they are so enamored that they want to kiss the Kennedy brand. But the bottom line is he has no credentials. Trump has no credentials on this topic. I do. So in 2020, I called this out. And i'm calling out right now again that we must repeal the 1962 vaccination act and we must replace it with what i would call the dr shiva 2024 natural immunity act okay and you heard it here for the first time i've talked about repealing but i'm telling you that as president we're, and whether whether uh those guys want to do it or not we're going to educate everyone on natural immunity and how you boost the immune system. We've been doing that for a long time. We've saved millions of people's lives. And today's town hall is to focus in on the real issue, the 1962 Vaccination Act, but in a practical way, what you can do, okay? So let's, uh, by the way, those of you listening um, elsewhere and those of you on our Zoom town hall, be aware that the scumbag Elon Musk, um, all the other grifters spend a lot of time shadow banning me. On all these platforms, we've gone from 500,000 views per day in December down to maybe 5,000 views per day, meaning uh, Twitter, Elon Musk, because I criticize him and expose him, um, he actively shadow bans me. So those of you listening, please share this video, like the video, put comments in and get it out there, okay? But there's an active effort to shadow ban and it's worse than censorship 1.0, it's censorship 2.0, where you actually, uh, Elon Musk, who basically was just in China and he was all supporting the entire Ch- Chinese Communist Party. And he was saying, oh, China and the United States are conjoined twins and we have the same interest. When he says we, he means the elites in China and the elites in the United States have the same interest. But so I ask you to retweet this, reshare it, um, uh, you know, uh, have people subscribe to it comment on it it's one minor way that we can get around the sensors and everyone you can easily do that it's i I expect you to do that as service to uh what we're doing here today and it's something anyone is capable of doing okay so um let's begin um let me i have some slides here that i'd like to share john can you please make sure that the slides are showing up are they up, john
1: yes everyone can see them
0: okay good and also on okay so this so today welcome everyone we're at the town hall on healthcare. again we did this seven weeks ago we're doing against about how to strengthen your immune system we uh, are focused on strengthening the immune system now everyone knows that i'm running for president of the united states and our campaign is paradigm changing if people want to talk about trump and you want to talk about uh some other fool please Frankly, uh, you don't need to even be involved in the town hall because you're wasting your time and our time, but you're ready to do a paradigm change. And, and, And I'm telling you that we need a systems overhaul because both wings of the establishment and what I mean by both wings, not just Republican, Democrat, but the obvious establishment, the not so obvious establishment have basically destroyed the United States. And what do I mean by that? When I mean destroyed, I mean actually destroyed. If you look at this graph going from about 1980 to, you know, starting, um, um, you know, early 2020, what you see here is a life expectancy rate. And this is something we're going to keep repeating every day on our campaign. And from a health standpoint, what you see is all these lines, including the red line, represent the life expectancy rate of all the different countries, industrialized nations. So if you were born in 1990, right here, right? And by the way, the gray line is the average of all those life expectancy rates of the industrialized nations and the red line is the u.s life expectancy rate since um 1980. now so just to be clear what that means is if you look at around 2000 right here okay that means if you were born in 2000 you would be expected to live by the central graph to 70 let's say 79 years if you're born in the united states in 2000 you'd be expected to live around 76 years, okay? So this is a, uh, a, a, a the life expectancy and they have a complex calculation behind this. Now, what do you see in this graph? What you see in this graph is something quite profound. Starting around a little bit after, maybe you could say 1984, all the other countries average are going straight up. The United States starts going wackadoodle in this direction, flat, then goes up a little bit, then down, but you notice it's deviating from the the average of all the other countries. And in fact, starting this year around 2014, it starts going down. So think about this graph and let this graph sink in because what it's saying, the greatest quote unquote nation in the world, the highest GDP, the biggest military power with all its wealth and resources is going completely directionally different than the other industrialized nations. And what is driving this, if you study it, it's not any one thing. This is before the quote-unquote vax. You have all these vax now, uh, anti-vax, you know, grifters. Well, this is before the vaccine. And it's not any one issue. It's a combination of many things. (laughs) It's a combination of policies, actually, that started in the 1970s, which began um, with the Kennedy administration in the 1960s and the 1970s. And 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 Eisenhower administration, which basically allowed healthcare and big pharma and insurance companies to start consolidating in 1970s. We I can do a whole lecture on that if you want, but but that's not the goal here. We can we can do that. It started in the 1970s with the with the corruption of science. It started uh, where uh, healthcare systems essentially made doctors be keyboard operators. They don't even talk to the patient. It happened by the fact that. Uh, Democrats and Republicans allowed bi- uh, big agriculture companies to pollute the environment and so on. Uh, genetically engineered foods. It's, it's not any one thing. So don't try to put it on any one thing. This is a fundamental systems issue. But what you see is this is not any one party causes. It's both parties. It's the policies of politicians, the silence of celebrities in Hollywood, the talking heads who hit all this and all the academics. All of those people, if you know anyone who's a big name in academia, in Hollywood, in media, and politics, they're all to blame for this because they were all part of this. Now, my position is all of this stuff, um you know I was just uh, I was just um I do a lot of research on aging, cancer, a whole bunch of immune systems. But what you will find out when you really study this at the molecular systems level, is that if you talk about a disease like Alzheimer's, well, some people get it, some don't. If you talk about osteoarthritis, some people get it, some don't. But when it comes to aging, we all quote-unquote age. Everyone's aging. So the molecular systems that control aging are across all types of humans. It's not like some humans age and others don't. But most importantly, you find out that the control factors of aging are the immune system. If you look at the immune molecular pathways, they're directly connected to aging. So if you want to um, live long and prosper, which is what our campaign is about, live long and prosper, you must support the immune system. You can write that down. If you want to live long and prosper, if you, whatever you do to support your immune system, develop resilience, you're going to live long. Those people who destroy their immune systems, they're not going to live as long. And, and it's not only the people, there are many exogenous factors. Okay, so I hope that's clear. It is the immune system, which is the operating system of your body. So, I do a lot of research every day, whether it's periodontal disease research, whether it's cancer research, whether we're studying osteoarthritis, uh, skin issues, all of these come down to the immune system. So, if you want to strengthen yourself, strengthen the immune system. And you're going to learn how to do that today. Okay. And you're going to learn why we have to repeal the Kennedy Vaccination Act, those of you joining. So, let me go back to this. Um, So, now, so this is, you know, prior to COVID. Now, watch what happens. This is what happens when. After 2021, okay, this is 2021. It declined massively, and the decline started around here. Why? Why did this happen? Well, guess what? During all these years, the American people's immune systems were destroyed. So when you had a quote-unquote pandemic, okay, all the obese people, all the people with pre-existing conditions, they crapped out because their immune systems were not resilient. And this is where we're headed. So if you're alive today as an adult, Your children in America are going to live less than you. Again, let that sink in. Now, who's responsible for that? Every freaking Democrat, every freaking Republican, all of these major Hollywood celebrities, all of the academics, none of them should be given any reprieve. All of them are guilty of this. And you need to get angry about this because these people have been given trillions and trillions of dollars to make sure that your health was preserved, but look what they've done. This is the result. So this result is a direct direct result of fundamentally stress to your systems. When you overstress the system over and over and over again, your immune system never has a chance to get resilience and, and get strong. So the stress has been the destruction of the immune system. That's what's happened in healthcare. So you have, this is the first time in human history before when people are big and fat, we consider them wealthy. Well, you have obese people who are actually poor. In the environment, citizens cannot get healthy foods right now. And you have lots and lots of veterans who've come back. They have PTSD. So your environment is filled with toxic foods, hard to get foods. You have to work really hard. And you also have human beings who went to war, who were sent to fight imperialist nations. When one veteran comes back with PTSD, they affect 100 people in their community that's another form of stress education the realities we have lies and we have fake science and we have media disinformation this causes incredible stress to people because they don't know what's true and what's real anymore the amount of time people have to spend to figure it out every working person can't do that innovation there is really no innovation i'm sorry elon musk is not an innovator he's never innovated really anything what he does is copies other people suffer puts his name on companies that's not innovation, and we exist at a point in history that people do cannot think. They do not have life skills. People don't teach home Mac. They don't teach shop. They don't teach basic life skills. And the average millennial doesn't even know how to use a tool. All right. So we live in a very interesting world where that causes stress because people are graduating. They think they know it all, but they know nothing. And you have huge issues with where you don't have skilled people in the in, in the uh, in, in, for jobs. Governance, we have corruption, left and right, censorship. We have lobbyists and we have insiders, and that is and that causes significant stress to people. And when it comes to the economy, the average American today, eighty percent of Americans only have four hundred dollars for a rainy day in the bank account. We do have massive income inequality, which is the source of most issues. Six hundred billionaires in the last uh, during the pandemic made two point three trillion dollars. Trump printed 6.9 trillion and sent it up to them. And again, getting back to PTSD, you have all these people have all sorts of anxiety issues, depression issues, veterans. And this significantly affects the economy. So when you look at it from a systems issue, it's not any one thing. Okay, it's a number of things that have created this. And this has been brought to you by Democrat and Republican. So if you're an American and you're saying, well, you know, Dr. Shiva, why are you running? You know, independents don't win. My thing is. Are you going to keep repeating this? Are you a hamster running on a habit drill? Are you a dumb dog chasing its tail? Because you have no choice. We need a fundamental systems change. And voting for the lesser of two evils is what got you here. This is what happens when you participate as a citizen only once every two to four years. You get this. So look at this graph. And if you want more of this, then vote for the other idiots. Keep voting Republican or Democrat. But if you want a systems change, then get your butt off and un- understand that we've created a movement for truth, freedom, and health. Our campaign is a movement for truth, freedom, and health, right? So this is where you're going to go. So this is what's caused you there. My background, many of you know, I grew up in India. I'm a naturalized citizen. And yes, I can run for office. A lot of um, ignorant people do not understand the 5th and 14th Amendment. They also don't understand in 2011, the FEC has already ruled. If you're a naturalized citizen, you can run for office. You just can't get presidential matching funds. And we're not here to make money um, in that way. But I grew up in India. I was born in India. I, uh, and these are the scenes that I grew up in India, very mixed scene. But I also grew up in a small village in India, which had these scenes. At least a third of my life was spent there. And my grandparents were poor village farmers who worked their butts off. All right. Not like the Kennedys who you know smuggled in liquor all day and who sat there on trust funds. Not like Trump has a gold, golden plated uh, toilet seat and bangs whoever he wants and pays off people. Right. That's not where I come from. I come from everyday working people, same people in New Jersey. Okay. People work hard. My grandmother was a, a woman of service. Not, she plant worked 16 hours a day in the fields on weekends. She'd be in this dress and she would be the local village healer. People would come to their, them. She would look at their face and she practiced an ancient system of medicine. And because in those days, the, quote unquote, Western doctors didn't come there, but I saw her at, at empirically healed people. And I was fascinated how this woman with no degrees was able to heal and but I also grew up so I was fascinated with medicine but I was also very very fascinated with politics because I grew up as a low caste quote-unquote um um, quote-unquote untouchable which means people actually wouldn't touch you because we were considered the low caste in this very oppressive Indian caste system so I wanted to understand politics so I studied all different kinds of politics be it Lenin, be it Malcolm X be it Che Guevara uh, be it Thomas Paine I was wanting to consume as much as I could understand, right? Whether it was left, right, everything. And that's as a as video shared. So that's the environment I grew, grew up in because I was interested in politics and medicine. When my family came here to the United States, because of, I knew the immense opportunities the United States had, I worked very hard. By the time I was 14, I was accepted to a special program at NYU. This is a little newspaper clipping that invited 40 students. I was one of the 40 selected in the entire United States. I uh, used to take the train as a 14 year old kid at five in the morning to New York and um, studied uh, uh, computer science, seven uh, languages. I graduated from that top of the class. And then I had a very interesting opportunity to work full-time while in high school, while a ninth grader, 14 years old in high school in the heart of Newark, New Jersey. Um, I was given a full-time job as a research fellow And my job was what you would call AI, was looking while babies were dying in their sleep, looking at sleep patterns and trying to figure out if I could calculate um, a pattern when the baby would stop breathing. This was what you would call quote unquote pattern recognition or AI. While I was there, so I have have had a medical background since, Jesus, 45 years now, 14, always in medical uh, environments. But I also learned systems. Some of you may know the old fashioned inner office mail system, the inbox, the outbox, the folders the memo, the inner office mail system, I was asked to convert this entire system to the electronic version at a time when all the quote unquote, internet nerds of the time thought it was impossible to do. But I as a 14 year old kid converted this entire system into the electronic version, wrote 50,000 lines of code inbox, outbox folders, everything we see in modern day email systems, named it email as a 14 year old, and was recognized Um, And got the first U.S. copyright at a time when copyright was the only way to um, protect software inventions. In fact, all of this went into the Smithsonian and the rest is history. But so when I came to MIT, I had a deep understanding of politics and systems. So I was really wanting to do medicine. But unfortunately, what I found out is that Western medicine looks at the body as parts. They don't look at the body as a whole system. And the reason for this is, if you uh, encourage everyone to take our course, truthfreedomhealth.com, the reason is because of this, some of you may know this, and if you don't, who, who did this diagram? The woman who did this diagram was called Florence Nightingale. Florence Nightingale wasn't just some nurse who cleaned up you know, crap in a, a hospital and took care of people as we were taught in grade school. Florence Nightingale was a member of the Royal Society of Statistics. She is really the creator of the modern healthcare system. The modern healthcare and what she saw, I don't have time to do this, but she was mapping data on how soldiers were dying in the Crimean War. And what she discovered, what soldiers were dying in the Crimean War, not because they got shot, because when they came to these things called hospitals, which had filth and horseshit everywhere and no hygiene, soldiers were dying from their wounds in the hospitals. So she came up with this idea to clean the hospitals, to create what we call healthcare. And her vision was that if you had hospitals that took care of people, then one day uh, researchers would come there and you would do clinical research, right? And you would produce new medicines. And, but you have to understand when Florence Nightingale was, was doing this, this is coming out of wartime. This was about putting a soldier back on the field. Foundations of Western medicine, starting at this time in, in 1855, come from the goal. Someone is shot a crisis. We got to put the soldier back on the field. That's where Western medicine comes from. It is phenomenal Western medicine. If you're all screwed up, if you're in 10th stage cancer, whatever it is, you've got in a horrible car, car accident, knock on wood, that doesn't happen to anyone. And you need surgery. And those. It's phenomenal when you're in a wartime situation, but it knows jack shit about <laughs> uh, prevention. That's not what it was designed for. It was a completely different system. Therefore... um when I I realize this because um, MIT uh, and Harvard and all the major medical institutions do not view the body as a system. In fact, they don't even have a language. You go into medical school and you say, I want to be a neurologist. I want to be a, a gastroenterologist. I want to be this specialist. And in fact, these specialists, none of them learn nutrition. Maybe they get five hours, 10 hours of nutrition. They don't learn this because Western medicine was not created to prevent disease. It was created when a dis- disease comes. Let's make money off of it. Let's profit off of it. But remember, it came from wartime medicine, okay? It came out of the Crimean War. That's where it came from, all right? And by the way, go to truthfromhealth.com. become a warrior scholar, and you'll learn a lot more fundamentals. But anyway, so when I came to MIT, I was deeply interested in understanding the body, but I found out no one took a systems approach. And I also... Uh, Found out that the entire system of drug development—this is back in 1986—that I knew was in massive peril. How pharmaceutical companies develop a drug, and by the way, all these people just say big pharma, big pharma. They don't understand what big pharma really does. Big pharma is sitting on a innovate uh, on a development model that is completely bankrupt. They have a new compound. They do test tube testing, then they kill a bunch of animals. This takes six years. Then they do human trials. Well, this entire process is not producing any viable drugs anymore. 20% entering phase one trials don't even make it. So pharmaceutical companies year over year have been losing money, they've been tanking. And anyone in academia, anyone in the industry knows this. Pfizer, by way of example, $65 billion in revenue in 2012. By 2019, um, 20, they were only down to 45, 40 billion. They've lost 25 billion. Freaking Trump did Operation Warp Speed, made sure they made 80 billion, right? And all the Democrats and Republicans supported him. And then in 2021, Biden comes in and then they make 100 billion. You say the pharmaceutical model is busted. It doesn't work. All right. Um, So, in fact, the way they create pharmaceuticals is imagine we used to build planes or you come up with a new design akin to the new drug. And if it fails, you say, oh shit, it failed. And if it succeeds, then you try to act smart and you try to explain why. It's rationalized drug development. And if you go deeper, you find out all of academia's view on how you look at the body or any system. If the elephant represents a whole system, you got all these scientists in- incentivized to not solve, not see the whole elephant. They work on parts of the problem, they get grants, they win Nobel Prizes for that. Um, and if they ever work together, they'd get something that not, doesn't look like the elephant. All right. So you have fundamental problems in science, which has now become corrupt. You have fundamental problems in the pharmaceutical process. You have fundamental problems in the funding. It's not any one thing again. Okay. So having realized this, I ended up pursuing many degrees in engineering. Engineering seemed like much more of an honest field. But in 2003, something happened. The Genome Project ended in the world we went into the genome project thinking a human being was more complex than a worm, and we must have about a million genes or 100,000 genes. By the time it ended, we only have 20,000 genes. Well, this flipped biology on its head because all these biologists working in their little silos thought more genes, more complexity. What well, turns out that we have the same number of genes as a worm. In fact, plants have more genes. So this led into a very, very important field called systems biology in 2003. And systems biology said, if you're going to understand the whole, we have to interconnect systems, genes and proteins and cells and tissues. And that's got me very excited. In 2003, I was running an AI company in the email space. I came back to MIT and my advisor said, Shiva, there's a big problem. Imagine if we could mathematically model the whole human cell, all the chemical reactions. If we could do that, then we don't have to kill animals. We could discover what medicines work long before we even spent time on them. And by the way, a chemical pathway looks like this. These are these little chemical reactions. And these chemical reactions are encoded in paper. So if you read 20,000 papers on cancer, all of them have a little piece. So what I ended up doing with cytosol was I created a new revolutionary technology that could interconnect all those pathways and we could model any disease. It took me years to publish that. But fundamentally, what I had created was a way that we could really address this problem. And more importantly, if you look at it this way, this is the old-fashioned, decrepit mode of creating products. And what Cytosol would allow us to do is, we could take not just a drug, but we could take compounds from nature. If you eat an apple, an apple just doesn't have one compound; it's got multiple. If you eat turmeric, or if you eat, uh, drink some red wine, the problem with pharmaceutical companies they can only handle a single compound. With Cytosol, I'm able to handle many, model very complex. Um, diseases on the computer long before we need to do any human testing and minimize it. It's very much like how we would build an airplane, right? Uh, We don't just throw a pilot in, we do wind tunnel testing, et cetera. And cytosol has now become over 16 years, I've built this by myself. Again, you're talking to an engineer and a scientist, not some politician, lawyer who bullshits you, all right? Those are the credentials. And we've created a way now we're going after every major disease on the planet. For example, a neurovascular disease. Uh, we've literally created a way, we have created a, a, a way that we can look at Alzheimer's and ALS, all the neurovascular diseases in a fundamentally new way. When I came up with this proposal with my colleagues at USC, people thought it was crazy. And we had to defend ourselves. And it did get published in the number one uh, journal in neuroscience in the world. And then when it comes to heart disease, we have figured out how blood flows through the arteries, how how you get nitric oxide production. And we can do this at the molecular systems level. And our models are so, this is the model prediction, that's actually in the wet lab. So this was important because we have shown that cytosol's uh, models work. The other thing is, when it comes to cancer, a paper came out saying if you're going to solve cancer, you have to um, do combinations, which means food, right? And uh, my thesis was the only one cited in there as a capability to do this. We took this and we modeled all the molecular pathways of pancreatic cancer. And we did this for not for fun, as a proof of concept, we discovered a combination therapy on the computer, and we got it allowed by the FDA. And this is important. It's not that I want to work with big pharma, but or the FDA, but getting their seals proves that even with the big guys, our technology works. But 99% of what I do is in the natural product space. Like, for example, this, what my grandmother used to do when she used to take maybe curcumin and mix it with some grapes. With cytosol, we can mathematically model them and figure out the right combination. So here you, you find the right combination of turmeric and grapes that can lower inflammation. Anyway, that's my background. So when I look at this graph, I, it really annoys me because we have a bunch of idiots who have been bamboozling the American public, not only for the last five years, not only for 10 years, but nearly 60, 70 years. So when you look at this graph, you have to ask yourself yourself, why are you voting for any of these numbnuts? Why are you doing that? And why are you have the gall to ask me, oh, Dr. Shiva, are you running as an independent? You can't do anything. No, you have no choice but to vote for someone like me. Otherwise, you're, you and your children are going to be dead sooner. If you want to suffer and die sooner, continue the same old path. But if you want to ling- live long and prosper, you got to vote cheaper for president, period. Unless you want to be, uh, you know, abusive to yourself. All right. And the concept of voting for these idiots is no different than Charlie Brown running down thinking Lucy's not going to pick up the ball. And every time she picks up the ball and he falls flat on his head. Okay. So consider this, consider this and consider what I'm sharing with you. And by the way, if you look, I'm always two to three years ahead. We've always predicted which way the ball is going to go, be it Fauci, be it the election systems. We've always been ahead of the times. We're not opportunists. So if you want to live long and prosper, uh, vote for us. So the disaster of the Democrats and Republican is, is uh, what you got. You vote for the lesser of two evils, you're going to suffer in an early grade. But if you believe service is citizenship, if you believe that you want to be part of the solution, then consider our platform. We have a solution for healthcare, environment, education, innovation, governance, and economy. And it's not about when we get elected. It's here and now. All right. So Let's talk about the immune system now. Now that you understand this, I'm gonna educate you in the next 15 minutes about the immune system. And it's the next 15 minutes, it would probably take you 15 years to learn this. So that's what you're gonna learn today, all right? So let's begin here. What is the immune system? How does it work? What happens when a virus comes to you? Well, this is a cell. The pink is a cell the little uh, blue here with the red and the little squiggly green is a virus. What happens when a virus comes into your body? If you know this, you can learn it again. Here you go. Well, the virus goes through four major steps, really. Three plus another one, okay? First, the virus has got to enter your cell to infect it. So you notice in this case, we're looking at the um, uh, uh, SARS-CoV virus. It's got a, uh, a bunch of spikes on it. And inside of it, it has a little piece of uh, DNA. In fact, it's half uh, DNA. It's called RNA. And first thing is, this, it's got to enter your th- enter your cell. So it's got a lock and key mechanism. It has to learn on a receptor. That's like the lock. It has to it put its key in, which is the protein here. And if it fits, then the uh, the virus is able to enter your cell. Okay. So the first thing is, can it enter your cell? Okay. When it enters your cell, the next thing it does is step two. It releases the RNA, which is a blueprint for creating the whole virus. And it uses your cellular machinery, called the ribosomes, to manufacture all the parts of itself, which means the surface, proteins, which means more of the ribosomes. It's pretty cool. It does. this quite amazing. It can do this. And once it has all the parts, it reassembles itself, and then it leaves. Okay. So it's got this, even though the diagram says three, you can, you can see the transport out as four steps. So that's how a virus works. So if you want to stop infection of a virus, you can stop it from entering. You can stop it from replicating here. You can stop from reassembling. You can stop it from proliferating. Okay. So that's the strategy Four ways. So you just learn some very good approach to um, stopping viruses. Okay. All right. So there you go. All right. Now, You can take antivirals, okay? Antivirals stop the replicate; it stops the inhibition. They stop the nucleic acid replication. They stop the assembly, or they stop the transport, as I mentioned. And there, and nature has many, many amazing virals, antivirals. One of the things I recommend um, is if you ever feel a cold coming, and you can ask your doctor, because I'm not supposed to give medical advice, right? But if you ever feel a medical, uh, uh, or if I, whenever I feel. Uh, something scratchy, I immediately will take an entire bulb of garlic, slice it up, slightly roast it, saute in a little bit of ghee or butter, if you don't want to use that, something slight like that. And I put it in a simple piece of bread and eat it, but a lot of garlic. A recent report just came around saying the power of garlic, but I've talked about this for years, but it's a simple thing because garlic has some very powerful substances, which actually stop, it's an antiviral, Okay. Now, let's talk about the immune system. All right. So now you understand broadly how a virus enters. Let's talk about the immune system. Now, what I'm going to share with you about the immune system, the first part of this discussion is the concept of the immune system that existed in 1915. 1915, write that day down, 1915. But that concept of the immune system was used in 1962. Um, as a basis of the 1962 Kennedy Vaccination Act, okay? So think about what I'm saying. It, the science of 1915 was used to pass the Kennedy Vaccination Act nearly 50 years later. And the Kennedy Vaccination Act created all these groups and all these agencies, massive amount of regulatory framework, all these bureaucrats got created from the 1962 Kennedy Vaccination Act. And that Kennedy Vaccination Act basically, John F. Kennedy, when he signed it, he basically said government could enter your body. They could dictate to you what happens to you, your kid's body, based on a 1915 understanding of the immune system. Everyone getting it? This is why the 1962 Vaccination Act must be repealed. And you'll learn, now I'm gonna share with you some details so you can share it with your friends. By the way, those of you joining, this is Dr. Shivayadur. I'm doing a live stream on why the 1962 Vaccination Act by Kennedy must be repealed. I'm challenging all these grifter MDs to take that position because right now they took them three years to say, "Oh yeah, the mRNA vaccine, we shouldn't have index." They didn't say shit in March of 2020 because they were profiting from being quiet, and now they're profiting doing lecture tools acting as though they're against the establishment. These people are seriously evil people. So here's the ante up to them. If you're serious, then join me and join my platform, join our campaign to get the 1962 Vaccination Act repealed. That's what we're going to do. So why? It's all comes back to basic science. It's not politics. The initial understanding of the immune system was that the immune system had two components, the innate immune system and the adaptive. That was just two boxes, okay? The innate and the adaptive. Well, the innate immune system involved... Is everything having to do with your physical skin, everything that your body, the innate immune system is everything that's your first line of defense. So you're sitting there, you know, it's your, uh, uh, how can a virus center your eyes, your throat, your nose, your skin, it's uh, your ears, everything, your, your body faces outward, your mucous membranes, your throat, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So the innate immune system has all sorts of things that try to fight off the virus. It's the first pass, right? It's like a bunch of Marines. If they see an invader coming, they just start shooting. The adaptive immune system is a part of your immune system, which says, oh, let me create a sharpshooter to take out this particular terrorist, okay? Very specific, and those are called antibodies, all right? So the innate is the early stage, the adaptive is the late stage. And if you think about it, if you just look at this column, the innate system is primitive and broad, and you can look at all the features that the innate immune system, for example, has no memory. The adaptive immune system does. That's what's called... An antibody, right? The innate immune system is fast within hours. The adaptive immune system is slow; It takes days and weeks. So that's why it's very, very important when you feel something coming, you support your innate immune system and have proper uh, vitamins, support, you know, rest, etc. Now, this two-box model was the basis of the scientific basis of why Kennedy, in 1962, signed the Kennedy uh, Vaccination Act. So, think about what I'm saying. Think about really what I'm saying here. It was this notion in science from 1915, how your immune system worked, that was a basis of John F. Kennedy creating all these agencies, which are absolutely corrupt. Okay? All this infrastructure, all these men, federal. Federal ideas, which then went down to every state. Imagine the amount of bureaucracy that that one act created, okay? And where did it come from? It originated from an understanding of the immune system, as you're gonna realize, it was absolutely wrong or at best, um, you know, uh, partial. So, this was you have the innate system and you have the adaptive. So, when a pathogen comes to you in your eyes, your nose, your ear, someone sees on you, first, your innate immune system is activated in the first few hours. And then later, if your innate immune system can't take it out, your adaptive immune system comes in and it creates antibodies. Okay. So this is a two compartment model of the immune system. And by the way, I've talked about this in 2020, 2019. We educated millions of people, hundreds of millions of people on this. Okay. I didn't see any of these grifter MDs there supporting us. They were sitting there quiet, uh, not doing anything. And the idea was that a vaccine would go right to your adaptive immune system it would create an antibody voila you're all done okay so you would short circuit the innate immune system and you should be happy because you're going to generate antibodies everyone understand that was a basis of the entire 1962 kennedy vaccination act it was based on this rudimentary 1915 understanding of the immune system okay so based on that you have uh vaccines vaccines by the way the next year, the measles vaccine came. By the time the measles vaccine came, 99% of measles was gone because, again, I encourage you guys to take the course. I don't have time to go through this. It came out because of a fundamental reason, because there was mass movements in the United States. They demanded infrastructure, and it was the infrastructure, clean water, all those things, getting rid of child labor, that really reduced the hygiene, that reduced you know, um, uh, these infections. It wasn't you know, the vaccine. All right. Now, for my PhD work, I discovered, or not discovered, brought into this systems approach, um, the interferon system. The interferon system, which no one talks about, most medical students don't even learn this. Um, Most medical doctors don't even know about this. They typically learn this, is sits in between the innate and the adaptive system, you see, and it supports feedback. All right. And in fact, the interferon system is a thing that establishes what's called transcription memory. Hundreds of genes are upregulated once you get exposed. So there's a whole nother set of things going on. And it prepares the immune system for future attacks before the immune system. And there are various types of interferons. That's where the word comes from. Type one interferons, okay? Type two interferons, type three. And all of these control the innate, the adaptive, but it's another component of your immune system. In fact, um, very briefly, my entire PhD was based on understanding this, understand how virus comes in, how interferon beta gets innervated, how you have a virus later come in, how your immune system gets primed. Um, and, and, uh, I modeled this for my PhD work and validated that I could get the same results as clinical results. So I've done a lot of work on the immune system here. Now, recently, um, in the last five years, 10 years, people are recognized that this old model of the immune system is stupid. In fact, there was a great paper called Systems Immunology. And what you see here is that the immune system you see is the center of everything. This is why I say, if you wanna support your lifespan, you gotta focus on the immune system. The immune system affects cancer, autoimmunity, inflation, inflammation, neurology, wound healing, everything. So if we wanna live long, we gotta support the immune system. In fact, in that paper, they say, said, hey, the, old, the entire immunology metrics that we have today was based on 1915. And maybe went some upgrade and a little bit of a change in 1959, but it's time for an upgrade. And that upgrade is what I was asked to present as the prestige lecturer, which is a very big honor at the National Science Foundation. So, again, um, not to be arrogant, which some of these grifters don't like because they don't like your credentials. They have nothing and they hype up nothing. But in my case, the reality here is I was invited to present at the National Science Foundation the modern science of the immune system. And what comes out of that is not only this model, but this entire new architecture. You have the adaptive, you have the innate, you have the interferon, you have all those amazing bacteria in your gut. You have around 380 trillion viruses, 60 trillion bacteria. You only have 60 trillion cells, and your gut and your brain are connected. This is truly the architecture of the immune system. Okay? So now that we know this, and it's probably even more complicated. So when you look at this, the conclusion you come to is, One size does not fit all. Telling everyone you're going to get the jab or everyone eat this food, everyone take this drug, doesn't work. The immune system is too freaking complex. That's why it has to be the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Okay? People have to figure out working with their doctor or their healthcare provider what's right. Government should not be mandating this. There should be no vaccination act. But what actually happened? The Vaccination Act by Kennedy gets passed in 1962, Democrats and Republicans. People start getting injured, 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 and people are starting to sue the pharma companies, and they should have been sued. But lo and behold, guess what happens? Another Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, sponsors co-sponsors bill in the Senate with another guy, uh, Waxman, in the House, and they pass the, ni- the, the 1986 national. Nash- Vaccine Injury Program. What was that? Well, that program allowed big pharmaceutical companies to not be sued. Again, it was another Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, who was involved in this, okay? So instead of ripping off the band-aid and getting rid of the 1962 Vaccination Act, which had created all this corrupt bureaucracy, they created a vaccine court, no more bureaucracy. That's what the Republicans and Democrats did. They created a vaccine court, So you cannot sue pharma companies. So this is amazing because that means everyone's going into the vaccine business because you could never get sued. You don't have liability, just like Elon Musk has Section 230 immunity. You see how the rich and the elites always get immunity for themselves? It's quite amazing. So therefore, the 1986 vaccine injury program was a Band-Aid on something that should have been ripped off. The 1962 Vaccination Act should have been repealed then. Instead, you create this entire um, vaccine court under Health and Human Services. More lawyers get involved um, and nothing really uh, gets resolved. Robert F. Kennedy speaks from both sides of his mouth In in 2020, March. He was saying he supports lockdowns. And then we have a video of him five years before that saying he believes in vaccination of all Americans, full vaccination. And then he goes to act as though he's a fighter railing on all these corrupt institutions and saying, my solution is I'm going to get them to make safe vaccines. You see this bullshit? Well, how are you going to do that? You're going to create more bureaucracy. So one Kennedy created the 1962 Vaccination Act. Another a uh, murderous Kennedy, murdered a woman here, got away with it, got to be senator. He created the, 19, the 1986 National Vaccine Injury Program, made Big Pharma big. And this other foolish Kennedy acts like though he's anti-establishment, says he's going to go fight the, 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 uh, the CDC and all these corrupt institutions. Yet over here, he said he believes in full vaccination of all Americans, but he's going to create safe vaccines. Think about what I'm saying. These people don't want to go to the source of the issue, which is what I just shared here. And the source of the issue is that the architecture of the immune system that was known in 1980, sorry, 1915, um, which was the base of the 1960 Vaccination Act, is completely has nothing to do with reality. So when you look here, when a pathogen comes in, what is the difference between you getting a pathogen, your body, again, if you're strong, you have the proper nutrients, your body takes that hit and turns on all of these systems and it gets stronger, resilient, versus just taking the vaccine and you're just turning on the adaptive immune system. You see this? When you get a pathogen coming in you, it's like the whole orchestra comes in, everything lights up. But when you get the vaccine, you may be getting antibodies and we're finding out many of these antibodies don't last, right? So that's where we are. So, and the reality the risk and the benefits were never really done, all right? So what I wanna conclude here with is, that when you really take this systems approach, you find out that the entire uh, fundamental aspect of the way that this entire process of vaccination, at least um, the, the forcing of creation of this entire 1962 Vaccination Act was not based on common sense at all. So what's the solution? Let's talk about the solution. Well, the solution is the following, all right? Let me share this. The solution, if you think about the immune system, as having different inputs. That's what a system has and has outputs. Well, you can have various inputs. You can have viruses, stress, pollution, pesticides, unemployment, family problems, fast food. You can have, we're all being hit with all these um, different stressors. But if your immune system is resilient and strong, it can take a hit and it still remains healthy. So think about what I'm saying. If you uh, go to the weight room and you lift a little bit and you get sore and you stop, well, you're, you're you're gonna be weak. But if you go in and lift and you get stronger and you get stronger, you get resilient. So our kids no longer play outdoors. You know, I grew up playing in dirt all the time. I never heard of allergies until I came to this country. And it's really interesting seeing Indians who grow up here, they get allergies. But I never heard of this because your body must be exposed. It must be, you have to work it, right? But if your body is exposed and you get the proper nutrients, and as a child, you have a little, you can get away with deficiencies, but as you grow old, You need proper nutrients. You need um, to not overstress your system. You need to stress it enough, but have the right nutrients. You need both. And it's a very tight line. But if you understand this art, which we teach also in your body, your system, which is included in Truth, Freedom, and Health, you can get a resilient system and you get healthy, okay? You can sustain shocks to your system. Now, if your immune system is weakened, you get all this stuff, you end up getting heart disease, diabetes, kidney failure, Alzheimer's, insomnia, depression, anxiety. You see, it comes from your immune system. What are the things that support your immune system? Social interactions, exercise and work. You need a healthy microbiome, fermented foods, you need sleep, you need clean air, water and food. Now there's a wonderful paper that came out saying how many people because of depression destroy their immune system. And depression is a common mental disorder. More than 264 million people of all ages suffer from dist- um, depression and it can lead to suicide. Right. And depression destroys your immune system. All right. Because it down regulates very, very important molecules your body needs and it upregulates inflammation. And This article goes into this and there's um, and also it's very, very destructive to the economy. Two hundred billion dollars are lost every year mental disorders now top the list of the most costly conditions so when you don't have social interactions you really hurt yourself you can see even before heart disease mental disorders comes first all right during in march 15 2020 you can see the amount of anxiety that skyrocketed and this is when i was speaking out against it none of these other doctors were people's anti-anxiety medicines rose antidepressants medicines rose anti-insomnia medicines The the pharmaceutical company made a lot of money. So loneliness is actually a molecule. Wonderful research that was done by Stephen Cole in 2007 showed when you're lonely, when you're isolated, your body actually uh, uh, turns on conserved transcriptional response to adversity, CTRA. All that means is your body turns on inflammatory genes and down regulates antiviral. So you actually get sicker at the genetic level from a loneliness. In fact, loneliness is worse than obesity, smoking and high blood pressure. You get more inflammation, you get rest responsive immune system, okay? And by the way, I was talking about this in 2020. Robert Kennedy was telling people that lockdowns were good. Guy's a complete moron, okay? Big talker, he's a bullshitter. Now, when you have strong social connections, you have 50% increased chance of longevity. You strengthen your immune system, your genes impacted by loneliness code Code for immune function, inflammation, you recover faster. Now, I want to give you some very practical guidelines. What are the foods that you can support you? Well, number one garlic, green tea, ginger, and turmeric. If you're going to have this in your pharmacopoeia, make sure you always have garlic. Make sure you have green tea, ginger, and turmeric. These are powerful, powerful foods. You should incorporate them in your foods. Nutraceuticals wise, which I've said for a long time, vitamin D, vitamin A, glutathione, quercetin, and zinc. Um, when I put this out there, a lot of people stole this formula. I think people made millions of dollars. We didn't make a penny. We gave this away for free, okay? That's called call it services citizenship. Now garlic, very briefly, is very powerful because it activates the innate and adaptive immune cells. I'm, uh, in the interest of time, you can go back and look our previous video. I went into details on shiverforpresident.com, but fundamentally the research at Cytosol has shown that at the, at the molecular level, garlic is antimicrobial, antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, all right? And it also has very, very pr- powerful properties in supporting many anti-inflammatory cytokines, okay? Green tea, v- another very powerful thing, it inhibits a cytokine storm. It gives shock absorbers to your immune system so your body doesn't overreact. Remember, big thing, write this down. It is not a virus that kills you. It is the reaction of your immune system to that virus. An overreacting immune system is like driving a car with no shock absorbers, it's a pothole and you go through the roof. So one of the powerful things about green tea, it is an immunomodulator. We did three papers recently on this showing this, but it literally inhibits the cytokine storm. Very powerful. And again, we've mapped out all those molecular pathways. One of the key ingredients is called EGCG. Another very powerful food is ginger. Ginger is very powerful killing bacteria and fungi, and it also inhibits... Inflammatory cytokines. And again, we've mapped out all these pathways with cytosol. The other piece is turmeric. Turmeric is a very powerful uh, nutrient. It's typically included in most Indian foods. You can get it as turmeric, but don't take turmeric alone. Always combine it to make it bioavailable. But it's very powerful um, for autoimmune. It modulates a cytokine storm. It's a phenomenal anti-inflammatory and actually causes crosses the blood-brain barrier. And you can look at the active molecule for Cuban here it affects many many different pathways vitamin d3 why did, why did i promote vitamin d3 vitamin d3 is a sunshine molecule a deficiency leads to a weakened immune system but the most important thing about vitamin d3 is vitamin d3 creates a molecule called cathelicidin antimicrobial proteins these proteins so the sun hits your skin your body makes vitamin d3 and d3 makes these things called cathelicidins these cathelicidins are like bullets that blow up the cell wall of viruses Vitamin A, on the other hand, protects your tissues, okay? So things can't enter. This blows up viruses. Vitamin A protects your tissues. Glutathione, on the other hand, is very, very important because it's an incredible antioxidant. It really supports your body from not freaking out and mitigating the cytokine storm. And then finally, when you look at something like quercetin and zinc, quercetin, you know, it comes from the skin of most fruits. But quercetin allows your body cells to ensure it itself is an antimicrobial uh, antiviral, but in the presence of quercetin, zinc can enter your cells. The goal is to get these nutrients into your cells. So there you go. So when you really look at it, we go back to this. This is what I would recommend as a very practical guideline that all of you should really think about having in your pharmacy at home. Okay garlic, green tea, ginger, turmeric, thousands, tens of thousands of papers written on it. You don't have to listen to me. What I've done with our technology is bring it together. All right, so let's close. We've been talking for about an hour and a half and we wanna take some questions, but fundamentally the entire 1962 Vaccination Act, we need to just rip that baby off, throw it in the dustbin of history. It is that act that created the 1986 National Vaccine Injury Program, and then you have doofuses like Kennedy running around saying he's going to make safe vaccines. No, the government should not be involved at all in this. That's the bottom line. You see the liberal imperialism of a douchebag like Kennedy? Trump was straightforward. He goes, I just want to vaccinate everyone. He supported. At least you know where he's coming from. But the douchebags like Kennedy talk with both sides of the mouth. But the bottom line is the government should not be involved in my body. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be involved. And it goes back to the 1962 Vaccination Act. We need to rip off that band-aid and throw it away. What would I replace it with? Well, I would replace it with all the money you're going to save. Let's pummel that into videos that I just did. When I become president, guys, I'm not going to change that much. You will see me doing video after video using the bully pulpit of the presidency to educate people on natural immunity. We need the reason we have artificial immunity now, quote unquote vaccines and drugs, is because we've destroyed natural immunity. So I would have the Dr. Shiva 2024 Natural Immunity Act write it down. The Dr. Shiva 2024 Natural Immunity Act to replace the stupid 1962 Kennedy Vaccination Act. And this act would take a fraction of all that, we would get rid of all that bureaucracy, and we would spend it to educate masses of people. And in fact, Let's take that money and give people uh, access to supplements at the all that money would save so much money that people would poor people, middle class people, working class people would get the vitamin D3. All these nutrients at reduce or next to nothing. OK, because we're going to save a ton of money. The Natural Immunity Act of 2024, Dr. Shiva Natural Immunity Act of 2024. So but we must repeal the 1962 Vaccination Act. Thank you, everyone. Let's take some questions from our town hall audience. John. Why don't you take some questions from people who have actual questions, not statements. Please uh, ask your questions. Go ahead, John. All right. Uh, can people in Zoom please raise their hand if you have a question? Or just put it in the chat, John. People can put it in the chat too. And people, um, we want to go ahead, John. Um, I'll only see it in the chat if
1: they message me. All right, let me see what they I see here. Um, Okay, we don't have it. Let's let's go over to
0: uh, StreamYard, John. Does anyone have questions out there? If not, I know I've hit you with a ton of information, um, but the bottom line is in 2024, you cannot be voting for these fools, Democrat and Republican, unless you want to kill yourself and your kids. Okay, Jill Jones says with the repeal of the 1962, we'd also repeal the 1986 Act. Yes. All of that comes down, Jill. The 1962, the 1986, all of that goes away it all starts when you take a systems approach, it all starts at going to the root cause of the problem. The root cause of the problem began in 1962, which was based on a 1915 model of the immune system. Thank you, Joe. All right. No other presidential candidate has the scientific knowledge um, or the confidence to to do this because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And all these MDs are a bunch of morons. They're trying to save their butts now so they've suddenly become quote unquote, against the mRNA vaccine, which they didn't do shit in 2020. Don't trust any one of them. A C Malothra, the guy got involved after his father dies. Well, that means you wait until your father dies and then you care about everyone else. Didn't you get take any medical training, which the Hippocratic Oats, which says do no harm. You have to wait till your father died. Sorry to hear that. But what did you do for two years where everyone else was dying? Complete grifters.
1: Okay, next question, John. I'm sorry, I'm not seeing any related to healthcare. Um uh, James okay. is saying, what can we do to get rid of the spike proteins if we took the VAX?
0: Well, so let me ask you, James, where does that question come from? Where is that question coming from to get rid of the spike protein? Can you answer that, John? Ask him. You see. You have a bunch of dolts running out there. They don't want to go to the heart of the issue. They start making another peripheral problem. The issue is that you have all sorts of antigens coming into your body every microsecond. You go out, you have, you know, uh, cars put out when they burn, you know, when you have brake pads, they're putting out all these nanofibers, okay? You're getting pollution. You're getting all sorts of antigens into your body. Do people understand that? an antigen? is an irritant that comes into your body that causes your immune system to start. The spike protein is an antigen, but you have, I can tell you right now you have trillions of antigens around you. Okay. You have 380 trillion antigens in your body. The issue comes back to this. Do you have a strong immune system? Because if you have a strong immune system, your body clears it. That's, it's that simple. If you have a strong liver, your liver is the organ of clearing. So all these idiots out there, wall, we got out and they're selling some freaking. This doofus Butar, who was a complete idiot, was selling chelation therapy, having no idea that you have to be very careful when you do detoxing of people. So all these charlatans went and used this opportunity to further scare people, not teaching people about boosting the immune system. Because when your liver is strong, you have a strong immune system, your body clears stuff out of you guys. That's that's how it works. Your body is not some weakling. You have to support it properly. And detoxing, you have to be very careful. You detox your system too much, you can hurt it. The issue is the right nutrients, the right set of things you do to support your immune system to do its own clearing. Next,
1: John. Okay. Um. Julissa, can you just ask, put your question in the chat, please? John, is that how you want it? I
0: prefer they raise their hand so we can ask you, but okay, um, go ahead. Go ahead, Julisa. Julisa, what's your question?
2: Um, yes, Dr. Shiva, um, according to what you said right now regarding the repeal of the vaccine act. So would that be your um, one of your main uh, opening uh, basically on your campaign? Uh, because obviously if we are, we are supporting you. I, I'm, I'm in full throttle to believe in that, um, in reference to that, but what other issues would you be addressing as well regarding um, besides the vaccine? Because obviously there's a lot of people that are very uh, obviously um, not uh, on board with that. But I mean, besides the. Uh, well,
0: well the, the core thing, Julissa, is to replace that act with teaching people how to do natural immunity. So the core of it that needs to be done Julie said is we as a movement are going to educate people that the foundation of your entire health is your immune system. Is that clear? Like yes. when you rip it all away, all this other bullshit doesn't mean anything. Well, do we I mean I've done many videos on eliminating the GPOs and the PBMs and the healthcare system, but you see that's not going at the heart of the issue. The heart of the issue is that the immune system of of the American public and for that matter for the world is being destroyed. Okay? So if you had right now, what, what I, am I going to wait until I become president to help people? Julie said, no, that would be opportunist. I'm saying our campaign helps people right now. This town hall is helping people because your entire body, the operating system, like you have if you have an iPhone or an Android, is the OS. The operating system of your body is the immune system, period. Okay? Everything else is irrelevant beyond that. So if you take care of your immune system, so the issue is, we got to repeal the 1962 Vaccination Act. We got to make sure um, people learn how to take care of their immune system. And there's a whole array of things. That now leads to policy. You follow? We go to the root. One of them is repealing the 1962 Vaccination Act. The other is getting rid of GPOs and PBMs, okay? Which essentially have created a model where you have massive corruption in the entire healthcare system of distribution of medicine, distribution of the hospitals work. I've done a whole video on that. We, we can come back to that. But today's thing, is about empowering people here and now, okay? What can you do right now, Julissa? That's what we're talking about today. But on the healthcare side, there's many, many things. First of all, I'll give you another example. Doctors should not be forced. The medical school requirement in the United States of having to go to undergraduate before you go to medical school should be removed. People are coming out of medical school with so much loans that they can't be family practitioners anymore. So they have to go and join a big hospital. And big hospitals, big pharma, and big insurance are all about keeping costs high. In the old days, you went to your local doctor, you paid him twenty-five, fifty bucks. You didn't have insurance, and now we all pay twenty-five, fifty bucks for the copay, and we have to have insurance. Okay? So there's many, many things I've addressed on healthcare, but today's was really to focus in on what you can do for yourself here and now. Do you want me to go on on other topics on healthcare? Is that what you want me to do?
2: No, 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 no. I, I, what I meant was, I mean, since you're addressing the vaccines and the repeal and how you're going to boost the immunity as well, you, will you address as well the, the side effects? Like, For example, I mean, I, unfortunately, I have uh, a nephew who has autism. And I, I personally, my personal belief is that uh, these vaccines have caused him to have uh, autism. But I mean, I've been well, shunned. Well, I,
0: I, think, I think, look, the people who started that, OK, again, it's a reductionist model. OK, do you understand that if you just go down that path that you're missing many, many other things which cause autism? The yes. GMOs, you see, so what happens is all these people come on this game and then they raise money off of that, which is what Children's Health Defense Fund has done. OK, it is not just any one thing. Autism is a multiplicity of factors. It's not any one thing. If you um, don't have proper social interactions as a young child and you isolate kids that leads to autism. If you have certain exogenous things like uh, bad nutrients in the food, that leads to autism. You see, there's it's a multi-systems problem. If we just go after one thing, we're falling prey to being manipulated by one of these not so obvious establishment people. It is a multi-systems problem. The body is a very complicated system. It is a function of the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Some people get vaccines, they don't get autism. Other people get vaccines, they may get it. Other people eat crap food and nothing happens to them. Other people, everybody's unique. This is why health has to be done between the practitioner and the patient in a relationship where health emerges. And that's the root solution to this. And the issue is how do we do that? But we just have to be careful that we don't get bamboozled by some of these nonprofits who promote a single solution, Julie said.
2: No, I agree with you, Dr. Shiva. And, okay. and that's, what I, said. I, I mean, and that's why I, I'm trying to, like I said, I've been very open-minded, but at the same time, it's like, where do you start? What do you believe? And I read a lot. I tend to read a lot. And as much as I, <laughs> people throw the book at me and say, you're, 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 you're talking crazy, but.
0: Well, I, I, that, so I, I just want to help focus you the way that you can get focused on this focus on the immune system.
2: Yes. Okay? Definitely, definitely. I agree with you on that because I am healing cancer myself and and that's been, like I said, an open forum with conventional versus non-conventional medicine. So I can definitely.
1: Yeah, and, and
0: look, in ancient systems of medicine, Julissa, every disease had six stages. Stage one, stage two, stage three. And the sooner you caught a disease, you could treat it easier. Western medicine deals with the disease when it gets to stage five, stage six, you see? When it's in a horrible state. So there is a room for Western medicine if you didn't take care of your body for so many years, right? But if you want to take care of your body and boost the immune system, it's not going to happen overnight. A lot of people have destroyed their bodies for years. It's not like, oh, I'm going to take this pill. I'm going to eat, you know, green tea. I'm going to be fine. People have to follow a consistent lifestyle too. And that's why it comes back to lifestyle. And we have to have a governance system, a community which supports that. So this goes to the heart of the issue. I say focus on the immune system, and you get many solutions, and you find many problems. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for your questions. Let's go to Anthony
1: Robinson. Go ahead, Anthony. Anthony, you have to unmute yourself. John, can you unmute Anthony? Hi, Dr. Shiva. This is Anthony Robinson. Thanks for taking my uh,
3: call. Yep. Uh, I have a sister who has a problem with her lymphatic system. Uh, she went to the doctors and had uh, two, a couple of lymph nodes removed from her body. And she's under your impression very much so that that removal of those lymphatic nodes is the reason why she is suffering from an inability to keep her lymphatic system in rotation and remove the fluid. And it's building up in her chest and it's building up in parts of her body. What would be the solution to that problem?
0: Well, look, so you're familiar with the lymphatic system as part of the immune system, right? Lymph nodes. Correct. So there are many times when people get, we have cancer, you know, like women who have uterine cancer, they remove lymph nodes. All right. Um, The most important thing to recognize, Anthony, is your immune system. One of the analogies I use is a car having shock absorbers. Okay. Okay. So the viruses the fungus the bacteria they are they're constantly around you i hope you understand that you have about 380 trillion viruses in your body right now okay okay you have about 16 trillion bacteria you only have six trillion cells so you're a walking jungle okay and we're not all dying okay the issue, the issue is how your body reacts right. to these exogenous agents okay okay so Someone's had their lymph nodes removed you know, part of their immune system is going to be compromised. Okay. Okay. The immune system, um, when it's healthy, knows how to react to an agent coming in. It doesn't freak out and try to go crazy, which is called a cytokine storm. For example, it knows how to hit the bump and, you know, come out of it. Right. So people have had their lymph nodes removed. They need to be extra careful, right. About what kind of nutrients they take, um, supporting what's called their hypo- HPA axis, the stress levels they have on their body. So they have to just be careful and to follow a lifestyle and a modality, not to like, you know, be, you know, sensitive about everything, but take proper nutrients and, and, and look, ultimately health is an individual's responsibility. There's no one solution. Okay. You okay. have no idea of how many things I have tried for myself, learn, right? With under principles. Each one of us has to figure out what's right for us. Now, if investment dollars went in, Anthony, to do personalized and precision medicine, our entire healthcare system, is you go to a doctor, they find out enough about and they find the right solution for you. But to someone like your sister, where the lymph nodes have been removed, she needs to be extra careful on figuring out ways to put more attention, how she can boost the immune system. There's no other sort of fast solution to that but that. Okay. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Great. Thank you.
1: Let's go to uh, Murthy and this will be our last one. Go ahead, Murthy. Can you unmute? Uh,
4: yes, uh, Dr. Shiva. Uh, thanks for uh, giving me that uh, specific information on your presidential candidate amendments, which can allow you to be a presidential candidate. That's very nice. I uh, wish you all the best. And uh, my question is the uh, COVID vaccines, which are the produce off late, they're not effective, they do not work against 100% percent lamp made uh, furin cleaved COVID virus. Uh, They say this virus escapes vaccine impulse. Is that true? If that is true, uh, is there any possibility of suing the former companies for false uh, (coughs) propagation of these vaccines?
0: Yeah, so remember what I said, uh, Murthy, that thank you to the 1986 Vaccination Act, uh, Vaccine Injury Program, all the vaccine companies are indemnified. Do you understand that? And that was passed by Ted Kennedy. So um, you're asking a very good question. But the answer is that in 1962, the Vaccine Act was passed by Kennedy. Uh, People started getting injured, not only by this vaccine, many other vaccines, okay? People are suing pharma companies. Then Ted Kennedy and all of the other people left and right came in and they passed the National Vaccine Injury Program, which was shoved into another bill, a big budget bill. So Reagan, um, they essentially got Reagan by the balls and he had to sign it. Okay, And that basically protected, gave indemnity. That means the vaccine companies were crying to Congress, saying, oh, you know, we don't want to make vaccines because we're all going to get sued. So Um, they passed the vaccine injury program, which literally created a whole nother bureaucracy to protect them. So you can't sue vaccine companies in the United States. Okay. So this is why it would be like you can't sue. um, Remember many years ago, if you may remember Toyota had a brake pad issue, the brakes weren't working and people were able to sue Toyota. Toyota's stock value fell $16 billion. Imagine you and I, going into a new, imagine uh airplane industry starts, <laughs> and, and they have the situation that you can crash an airplane, anything can happen and you don't get sued. You and I would go to the airplane industry, right? Overnight. We wouldn't, but when I say you, which means people would go into that industry, oh, there's no liability. Consumer products, no liability. So that's the fundamental issue. Now, the mechanisms of action that you're referring to, um, we have to understand this, that, the entire creation of the mRNA technology platform, which is which is based on a very, very rudimentary understanding of the genome, the genome, we've only mapped out about 5% of the genome, which is what we call protein-coding genes. Um, Gerald Fink, one of my former teachers at MIT, gave a talk about 10 years ago, and he said, you know, the other 95% of the genome is not just uh, uh, um, you know, protein-coding genes, there's mRNA, silencing RNA, there's all these other ribonucleic acids, and they play very complex ways in feedback mechanisms. So when you create an mRNA and you inject it into you, we have no idea of the complexity of the reaction. So there's no risk assessment done on any of this, thanks to Operation Warp Speed, okay? So the ultimate reality is a risk-benefit analysis was never done. Um, The doctors did not speak up at the right time. All the same doctors you're seeing now, acting like, oh yeah, we're against it. Well, they didn't say anything in uh, 2020, right? So the mechanisms of action of mRNA and how it works, um, on the one hand, people say, wow, this is pretty cool. You're using your own cell machinery to create proteins. But the feedback mechanisms, all the way it affects things is not understood. Now, when you come to the spike protein, you know, we're about to publish something, um is that we do know that the spike protein um uh causes blood clots now the spike and and this has been um this has been documented even if you go read the vaccine um side effects um among the bio, the Pfizer vaccine the uh the you know the Moderna vaccine and in fact the Oxford vaccine um which of those vaccines produces um, more prevalence of blood clots, according to their own reporting. Do you know what it is, M- Muthi? Uh,
1: it should be moderna. Nope.
0: It's the Oxford <laughs>
1: vaccine.
0: It's the Oxford, oh, okay? okay? Because what, what, and it makes sense, right? When I thought about this, because first of all, the virus itself has a spike protein. When the spike protein um, comes into you, Um, No one has figured out the mechanisms I think I have. The spike protein attacks what are called pericytes in your body, which is one of those papers I wrote with USC many years ago. The pericytes sit along the capillaries and they control the vasoconstriction, vasodilation uh, of the vasculature, okay? So if your pericytes are being destroyed by the spike protein, you're going to change your vasculature, okay? It can occur in the brain, occur in the liver, occur in the heart. So the, the virus itself does this. Now, the Oxford vaccine is an attenuated form of the virus, but it has tons of spike protein in it. Um, now, according to the numbers that Ox- you know, the Oxford vaccine reports, it's like one out of, I forget, it's, it's like 0.01% or something, right? Moderna and those guys are actually less. But it comes down to a very interesting point. All the people barking at the mRNA vaccine, I really wonder if they all have stock in the Oxford vaccine. You follow? <laughs>
4: Even, uh, in India, they're producing DNA vaccines, which is even more deadlier, Zyrus.
0: Yeah. Well, the bottom line is this, okay? Um, what, the way I look at it is um, from the data, if you're sitting here, okay, you're going to get this virus coming into you, and you know that's a percentage of people who can get blood clots from the virus. And then over here, you get the vaccine. Uh, there's a certain percentage, indicate probability you're going to get the, the, uh, blood clots from that. And think about if you're an athlete who's on steroids, some of these people are, pro, uh, have a higher proclivity for getting blood clots anyway. You follow what I'm saying? Or based on the lifestyle that they're living. So those people are in an interesting conundrum because they don't take the vaccine, they get the virus and they may get blood clots. So my v- issue is this goes back to the right medicine for the right person at the right time. If you knew a person has a high proclivity for getting blood clots, definitely i would tell those people don't take the vaccine and for god's sakes protect yourself boost your immune system it all comes back to the immune system worthy okay
4: yeah Uh, notice you one more question see yeah uh, it has been the strategy of the all profit and control leadership or whatever you may call it they have dumbed down the entire population and us especially they have down even more worse they do not know what is natural immunity what is nutrition and doctors are not even taught how to tell patients how to eat, drink, and sleep. This is very yeah. basic thing. And if they teach that, they are out of business because everybody will be healthy. That is what our family, vaidyas in India, is to do. They should treat a patient. They should make him healthy. Only then they should charge fees, which tradition is not there anymore in India also because the American application has taken place in major hospitals here. And Yeah, so I think,
0: so Murthy, I think the bottom bottom line is this, Murthy, what you're saying is true. That's why my running for president is about a paradigm shift, okay? It's about using the, when was the last time, look, the presidency and the White House and all of that, the executive branch is corrupt, right? The legislative branch is corrupt. They're all corrupt. Let's be very honest, okay? It would be ludicrous to think that you're going to be president and uh you're going to go in there and drain the swamp do you understand what i'm saying it's that's actually ludicrous my view is we need to build a movement and as a as someone who's a leader in that movement having the bully pulpit of the of the presidency gives you access to do what we're talking about right here imagine having when was the last time a president of the united states imagine spent 3 hours like i'm doing right now Using primetime TV and educated people for three hours had improved their immune system, right? Think about that, Murthy. What I could do in one three-hour session, what better than the National Institute of Health and better than any MD. You follow what I'm saying? That's a movement. That's paradigm changing. That's what needs to happen.
4: I absolutely agree with you, Dr. Shiva. You think, I think
0: but, but, but you talk to the average.
4: Yeah, student. I absolutely agree with you, Dr. Shiva. You're doing a massive revolution kind of sort of thing with this education series of health. The other one's last Wait, One I second, We was, have
0: other people. You have other
4: questions so far in American history were yep. selected by the big state. Is that true? They are a the royal bloodline. That is what yep. I've read in one book called The Atlantic uh, Conspiracy. Uh, is that true?
0: Look, um, I think here's the reality, right? The elites are a swarm. OK, they may all come from one particular bloodline. They may all come from one genetics and you can spend all day being an anthropologist on this. It's frankly, in my view, irrelevant. What's relevant is what we do. And we have to build a movement. And that's what we're doing. PJ, go ahead. Last question, John. Um, hi, Dr. Shiva. Very nice meeting you. Um
3: just a quick one um well uh, two questions one i have uh, i've been having a, like a gluten sensitivity for a long time i diagnosed what it is is there any any cure for it and the second one is my I, i'm unvaccinated with covid but my father decided to take the vaccination because everyone was taking it and he he's heart stopped in six weeks times um i'm in uk i, I used to live in us but if you run as a president, there's a lot of people dying from COVID vaccine, and it's it's a yeah 100%. There there's a, a lot of scammers and and corruption that's happening. You know, in UK the police is uh is is ignoring it. The, the coroners are ignoring it. Um, and, and it's happening around the world. Um, how would you how would you sort of bring this awareness to to people that basically have lost their family members due to this um, injection. Um, uh, because well, PJ, really cool. PJ,
0: PJ to, first of all, to answer your question, if you go back to 2019, 2020, I must've done three videos every day. We reached about a half a billion people with our videos. Okay. And we educated people on what we're doing today. None of the other MDs did anything back then. So we educated a lot of people. We reached a lot of people and we're continuing to do that. But as president of the United States, the first thing I would do is I would pass an executive order to, you know, repeal this uh, vaccine off the market because it yeah. was never went through proper testing. You say it was called Operation Warp Speed. It didn't have to go through even the standard standard testing models. You say many, many years ago in 2007, one of the reasons I created Cytosol was I was looking at the pharma industry and saying, wow, these guys create all this stuff. They don't even know if this stuff works with Cytosol, at least I could model it. And in fact, we went to Pfizer. Pfizer gave us this project to model lupus on the computer, right? They didn't even want to do this. In fact, that whole group went away. There are some people who wanted to do the right thing, but they don't get allowed to do it because the larger machinery is about power, profit, and control. The president of the United States, if you go back to the founding of this country, most of the founding fathers were scientists, doctors, engineers, et cetera, right? Look at the presidents today, PJ. Who are they? The, the, what's what's the, their background? They're lawyers know nothing, okay? Yeah. Or the son, of, I mean, I will be the first president of the United States, will that bully pulpit. I will be doing the same thing, man. I'm not gonna change, okay? First of all, you have to repeal this nonsense, but you have to educate the mass of people like I'm doing tonight. Ultimately, PJ, it's about raising an individual's consciousness. And in order to do that, you have to have access to people, right? In 2019 and 20, They didn't know what I was doing, but I was reaching hundreds of millions of people. And then they woke up and they said, holy shit, this MIT PhD smart guy is reaching people. And they started, they threw me off uh, Twitter, right, for two years. But they let all these other morons stay on because I'm too dangerous because I actually have the credentials and I say things when it needs to be said. So the opportunity for running for president is imagine having someone like me using the bully pulpit of the presidency, not only to educate the United States, but imagine me on primetime TV every day, PJ, doing that think about that. What would happen? Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: All right, everyone. Um, Everyone stay on the Zoom, but John is going to sign us off on social media and PJ and others stay on because we want to introduce some of the new people. But everyone, the summary of this discussion is this is our town hall on healthcare. Next week, we'll be doing it on the environment, talking about how to how to, you can grow your own local foods, how to support local farmers, how you can buy food on a budget. Ultimately, it's about us figuring out how to take care of stuff now and not waiting for these politicians to do stuff. That's what our campaign is unique. It's paradigm changing. But to all of you listening, today we've gone, you've learned about the immune system. You've learned about the fact that the foundations of creating the modern, um, the, the 1962 Vaccination Act, which really gave rise to all of this, came from a very unscientific understanding of the immune system. If you take the holistic understanding of the immune system, you find out it's very complicated. And what you need or what I need is different. And it can only happen between your personal relationship with a healthcare practitioner and figuring out what's right for you. That's why mandating this government being and creating all these bureaucracy is nonsense. And it all just has to end. It all has to go away. That's the real solution. So repeal the 1962 Vaccination Act will be one of the many, many root cause solutions we will offer. It's not the only solution. We have many root cause solutions. Thank you, everyone. Everyone on the town hall, please remain. Thanks, Sean, you can turn it off.